to another edition of Strategic Moves with Lou. I'm Mike Hendren. I'm a licensed real estate agent in Wichita Falls, Texas with Mike Strategic Hendren. Real... No, she's not. <laughs> Clearly she's not. That's Lou Italis. Uh, she is the owner broker of Strategic Realty here in Wichita Falls, Texas. How's your week been? Oh, it's just flown by like a freaking... I, I just... It just goes by so quickly. By the time... We have just about burned up another figure, year. Yeah, exactly. By the time I figure out what I'm doing for the week, it's already the end. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you look up, it's Friday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we have we we are uh, you know at the end of October recording this episode. And, trunk or treat. Uh, oh, we got to remind everybody about trunk or treat. Yeah, Sunday. So, trunk or treat Sunday. A strategic realty, forty two hundred Fairway Boulevard. Yep. Uh, come just, and get some treats, and if you want to put your trunk there, you can yeah. come and. Give out candy if you don't want to do it at home. or If you're here in the local area, if you can find the intersection of Fairway and Caulfield Road, uh, we are southwest of that intersection, kind of, kind of catty corner from it. If you're if you're if you're old as dirt, then you know what the old, the meat market is. Yes, we're no. on the old meat market. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that was McWhorters or something years and years yeah. ago, a long long time ago. All the old beef has been cleared out now. Yeah, it's there's no there there's anymore. no meat there anymore. No, not, not anymore. No, no, it's all it, it's, at least not an uncooked meat. Yes, it's <laughs> the place smells very pleasant. Yes, it does. So anyway, that's truck or treat this Sunday, Halloween night. Starting yep. at what time? Six to nine. Six to nine. Okay, cool. Six and to nine. And we've been doing it, and I think this is going to be year four. Oh, okay. So we've been doing it for a while. The yeah. first year we did a haunted house trunk or treat. Yeah. But uh, the last couple of years we haven't been able to do that. Or maybe it's year three. I don't know. It, it, everything yeah. goes by so quickly. But uh, last year, we or the couple of years, we couldn't do it because of COVID, obviously. So we and the school couldn't do yeah. the uh, haunted house. But yeah. eventually, we will do the haunted house again because that is something that is neat. It's cool. It's free for the kiddos, oh, and yeah. it and it lets the drama department over at Ryder yeah. kind of go crazy and and you know get all those yeah. uh, get all those um, creative juices out. Exactly, exactly. Well, and and pretty soon it won't be Ryder anymore. Uh, in a couple oh. of years, it'll it'll be a different school altogether. Got That's two so brand sad. new high schools being That's built so here. Yeah, it's a little sad. Yeah, it is. But two brand new high schools—the first time in more than fifty-five years that a new high school has been built in Wichita Falls. The mm-hmm. last, I I think the last new high school campus. I'm I'm, I'm unclear if it was Hershey or Booker T. Washington. It was one of the other, and I can't remember which came first. I want to say Booker T. Washington I would think was, the, was the first one. Was the, was the last one that was built. It was the most recent one, which would oh. have been the mid-1960s. Yeah, see, that was way before my time. Oh, me too. <laughs> but, uh, but prior to that, I, I think Hershey was in 62, and Booker T. Washington, I think, was built in 64, 65. Uh-huh. And then, uh, so at one time, we had four high schools in Wichita Falls. Yeah, Wichita Falls High School, Ryder High School, Hershey High School, Booker T. Washington High School. So then and, what happened to Booker T.? Uh, the feds shut it down, desegregation. They, they shut, they, well, because it was, it, was it was on the east side of Wichita Falls, which was a oh. predominantly black population. And they wanted to integrate the other schools, so the feds, a federal judge, actually ordered the school shut down. As I, as I understand the story, they ordered the school shut down and ordered the busing of all of those students equally between, the, between other the other high schools, high schools. and wow. or as equally as they could. You know, obviously there's, you know, there's some size constraints. You know, you can't put everybody in one place uh, necessarily. So they, they, as equally as they could, they 
a bus to students around town to the other high schools. And this was when, back in the 60s? Uh, like 71, 72, I think, is when it, when that happened. It seemed like early 70s is when I seem to remember hearing about this happening. Um, I didn't hear about it in the early 70s because I was just born in the early 70s. But, <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, it happened, I want to say 70, 71, 72, somewhere along in there. And then the school was shut down for a very long time, and then and then reopened as an elementary school. That's a number what I was going to say. Is that I remember Booker T being an elementary school. It was it was reopened as an elementary school, but Booker T. Washington, I am told, was the first high school in the city to have um, central air conditioning, to have carpeted floors. So it was a nice school. It was it was pretty plush. For its time, it was plush. Bougie. It was a little bougie for for the day. It was. It was. You know, they 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 kind of they they went over and above on amenities and things like that to make it really nice, and then they get shut down. Uh, and yeah. uh, I, many years ago, I knew a fellow. Uh, he had had been a student. Uh, he was a teenager going to that high school when it was open, and he said they were so angry when it got shut down because it was their school and it was the nicest one in town. They were proud of it, and they got it shut down. Wow. It's like. You know, they just, they were, they were, he said a lot of people were it's very upset. probably for the best, though, you know, I mean, because then it, you know, helped with racism here in this town. Well, it, it, it yeah, I mean, that was the goal, but it was pretty, but the people, for the individuals separate. that used that, the, that, that used that high school, the families that had students there, it was, it was like a kind of a blow to them. They, they really, they, apparently there was a lot of resentment. We're shutting it down the way that they did. It was very abrupt. Apparently, it was very abrupt and very sudden. And it was like, here's a court order: lock the doors, move everybody, and move them now. And it was not like a transition I mean, thing. Could, it just I could happened. say I could say something a little bit like, uh, like maybe it was the white people, the white folk in the town didn't want the black people to have such nice things or something. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. No, that, no. Th- this I was. Know, I don't think that that that's that's like the, what the first thing from, that comes to mind. No, is like, from from my understanding, they got jealous and they were like, "Oh, let's just go shut them down." No, from my no. understanding, it was but, purely it was a federal decision to do that. Uh-huh. But now here we are. You fast forward, you know, fifty five plus years later, and we're finally building two brand new high schools in the city. And the other, all of the other high schools will be shut down and will uh, ultimately, at least two of the three ultimately will become junior high schools. And they need a lot more junior high schools in this, well, in this area because, I mean, McRider, yeah. uh, McNeil is just way overcrowded. Bar-wise is busting Bar-wise, at the seams. Yeah. Um, I remember Samantha when she first started going to, to, to uh, McNeil. I mean, she was... Yeah. One of I think eight hundred students. Oh yeah, from seventh Huge. and and all they had was seventh and eighth grade there. Yeah, so I can't even imagine how full they are now yeah. with. Sixth graders in there. Yeah, there it, it really is. It's it's a huge uh, huge. The population distribution is is kind of kind of crazy, uh, but there's a lot more plans for the schools here, and all of this ties into real estate this way. The ultimate, the hope here is, is that by building new high schools, that we're going to encourage more families to locate here, mm-hmm. raise their families here, educate their kids here, and that that in turn is going to going to bolster our economy and bolster our, our numbers because it'll mean that we need more we need more houses we need more houses and the the, the population here has been very flat uh, population growth has been pretty stagnant for the last seven eight decades I mean it really has. Uh, you look back, you go back to the 1940s 
Um, as a matter of fact, there is a, a mural, again, for those of you locally, if you go to Market Street United, there's a mural on the wall, on the back wall in the uh, dining area at Market Street. Uh-huh. And it shows some people uh, placing a new population sign just right right at the city limits. And it shows Wichita Falls population, 96,000 and some change. And based on the, the vehicles in the picture, I'm going to say the picture was probably taken sometime in the late 1940s, post-World War II. So you've still been around that same... We're Right now, we're somewhere, I think, personally, our... The, the census population is apparently is going to come back somewhere around 105, 106. I think we're. It doesn't feel like. That. No, I, we, we have grown. The census numbers are skewed. I'm telling you, they're skewed. And, and all the. Redo. All the mess that happened last <laughs> year that just, just really messed things up a lot. Um, it, it created some chaos and it created, I think, some, some shortcomings in the count mm. um, for various reasons. And I think our population is probably nearer 108 or 109, realistically. Realistically, I think we're closer to 108, 109. We might even be closer to 110 than I think. I think that we're closer to 110. And, and I'm basing this on traffic counts. On s- The sales tax numbers have been consistently up. Uh, the, Just the, the school numbers the themselves. S- well, but you look at, look at the traffic. I mean, so... Do this, they count population as far as like every single live body? We or okay, so people over eighteen. I'm gonna dr- I'm gonna drift off into, into this for just a second here. The way the census works is, you're either gonna go now, you either go online, you fill out a census uh, questionnaire, or you fill out the one that they mail. They they mail one right, out to right, every right. household. And they don't concern themselves with whether that household is occupied or unoccupied. Mm -hmm. They just know we've got these numbers. Everybody gets a survey. And it costs a lot of money to send those surveys out. They did it online. Fortunately, well, yeah. Unfortunately, not everybody fills out the paper survey. Not everybody does the online survey. Mm -hmm. So then you get to a point where they start sending out what they call enumerators. Enumerators are the census workers that come to your door. They're wearing a badge that identifies that they work for the U.S. Department of Commerce Census Bureau. And they come to your door with some documents, and they ask you, and usually they'll have a device in their hand. Uh, you know, I think this last time it was exclusively done on iPhones. And they come to your house, and they'll ask you some questions. There are a lot of people that won't talk to them, that won't answer the door. Or that will turn them away. My question, though, is whenever they do the census count, because I don't even remember taking this. I mean, I remember maybe when I first came here in 2009, I did something of the census, but even then, I don't recall what I did. Well, Does 2009 would have. How many occupants you are, you know, like how many are in your family? They'll ask you the names, the dates of birth, ages. Uh, they'll, they'll ask you questions about race, ethnicity. Um, They'll ask you questions about you know, how many people live in the household. So um, when they get that final count for the population, they're counting every live body. They of the ones that responded. Yeah. That you can only, in reality, they they can estimate and they do estimate some things. Okay, they do. But in reality, you can only count the individuals. You can only count as many people as are willing to respond to you. Mm-hmm. So if people aren't responding to you. 
by virtue of that lack of response, you're going to undercount. So our, I think our population here is a little bit larger than what is actually documented to be. I think mm-hmm. it is, I think we are a little bit, and I think also um, the, the numbers that came out most recently, Lou, were from April of 20, April, May of 2020. So kind of at the height of the pandemic. Right. And there wasn't, there, the census work really wasn't happening then. It mm-hmm. really didn't get, the enumeration part of it didn't get started in earnest until August of 2020. So it was late. And the deadline, the original deadline for submission of the data, I think was September 30. They moved that out to either the end of October or the end of November. I think it might oh, have been so the, the end of November. Are still out and about. So not now. No, that it's all done now. I mean, they're done. The, oh. the data they've got what they've got. They've submitted it, and the the data is being combed through, and and numbers are starting to be released. And it'll still take a couple of years to work through all of this stuff. I mean, it's a. Ma- I mean, we're talking a country with three hundred and thirty five plus million people. It it takes a while to comb through all this data. Uh, I think they could streamline the process a whole lot. I think they could. There's some information they're asking for that doesn't really matter. It shouldn't matter. Uh, there's some data they're asking for that's that's redundant. There's some things they're asking for that just don't make sense. At the end of the day, what matters is how many people live in your in your country, how many people? Are, maybe I don't know. You know, I mean, it, maybe that doesn't matter. Too it's much a, it, anymore, well, but. it really comes down to a headcount. How many men, women, and children live in the country? The rest of it is really almost really not necessary, I think, in, in some ways. And, the, and I know there's plenty of arguments for why you should ask some of these questions. I get all that. I'm not going to get into that. But, no, that's uh, all political shit. Yeah, well, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, it, 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 is, it is political uh, fodder, and, and I'm not going to get into all that. But, um, but at the same time, though, uh, I think with the high schools, we are gonna. I think we are gonna see a bump in population, potentially. How much that's gonna be? But that means we're gonna need to build more homes. We're gonna need more homes on the market. We're gonna need places to for people to move to, and so home sales, by virtue of that increase, Lou should go up. I think that. Well, I mean, everything is kind of in flux right now because we're waiting for what the what the the REO market is gonna do. How is that going to really affect our market yeah. in the in the in the in the real life? And so we st- and, and and we're so talking about until, the four until the four kind of goes back into swing. Yeah. It's kind of hard to forecast what the rest of the market is going to do until that comes back. So we're talking about foreclosures. Yeah, and and there was a moratorium on foreclosures for year and a half you couldn't do anything, mm-hmm. and now that moratorium has been allowed to expire and yeah. last. But now the banks still, all the lenders still have to comb through all of this information and still have to get, there's a, a mountain of work that they have to do on their end before it ever gets to the point of, of a home being auctioned yeah, off on the courthouse it, steps. It, because the foreclosures have been, have been <coughs> turned off for so yeah. long, it's been, what, two years now? Almost. Um, it Usually when they start a foreclosure process, it yeah. takes about six months before it actually completely yeah. forecloses on. So, I mean, we're not talking about tomorrow it being like, you know, it's going to flood the market. It's going to take some no. time for all that to trickle down. Well, you got you got to figure that all of these lenders and banks and credit unions and everybody that's involved in this, you know, they haven't, they haven't touched any of this stuff in months now. There's a lot that has not happened. And so now they've got 
you know, any one of them could have a stack of, you know, 50 or 100 or mm-hmm. 20 or whatever they've got. It's just going to take time to get through all of it. Yeah. And, and so some of that property will come on the market eventually. But, you know, our, your, your, your hope for your community is, is that you grow, you increase in size, and, and you have to build more homes. you got some construction going on on, on the northwest side of yeah, Wichita Falls we'll right now. Have more. I think we're going to get another 16 houses built over there. Yeah. Now, how's that uh, kind of how's that going to work over there? Are they going to build on the other side of Loop 11? And we're talking, we're talking for the, again, for those of you no, local No, not here. on the other side of Loop 11. We're just going to continue to build back on um, uh, between Loop 11 and, and, and Beverly. North Beverly. So that's going to require building additional roads. Yeah, we're going to re- put some more roads in there. We're going to put some mm-hmm. more neighborhoods in there. We're going to probably do some, you know, I don't know if we're going to have any commercial stuff over there, but we might do like a little strip mall of some sort. Well, it, I know it is zone limited commercial. Yeah, convenience yeah. stores and maybe a little food court or something, you know, yeah. for the neighbors in that area. This was agricultural really land for forever. I, it, it's, it's always been agricultural land, mm-hmm. and it's been in, in wheat cultivation for probably 70 80 years or more and then a few years ago it was sold mm-hmm. it, it was owned by a foundation for a number of years and then it was sold and and then i think sold yet again <laughs> and and so now finally after after many many years of of i mean these are brand new homes on land that's that have has not had a house sitting on it and well, probably I mean, a century. We still have to develop that whole entire area. So the development stage yeah. of it is still hasn't gotten done. We're still getting through yeah. the 16 houses that we're building right now. And then after yeah. that, we'll, yeah. we'll assess the situation. Well, there's utilities that have to be installed. Yeah, there's uh, all kinds of stuff that's involved. You, you've got to. And city, city planners are going to have to get involved. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll, oh, we'll, and, and we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But for right now, we're just that's concentrating all. on the 12 that we get, uh, the 16 that we're still f- uh, finishing up. That's a whole other story there working with the city. That's oh, a whole gosh. other it is topic. Such a nightmare. <laughs> and it shouldn't be that way, you know. It's definitely it really, not easy. It should not be it's that way. It's definitely not easy. Yeah. Um, let me see. We, we we got a couple of things coming up. Uh, like we talked about earlier, we got trunk or treat, and mm-hmm. then with the holidays coming up, we're also um, getting gearing up for the holidays. Uh, from the office perspective, we've got some um, uh, pie giveaways to do, and you know, I mean, we got lots of stuff going on. Um, we got totally Thanksgiving. We got Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up. Yeah, we've got Thanksgiving yeah. and Christmas. Um, uh, there, there was something that I was going to talk about, but I just can't even. Oh wait. Well, we I know. The, I, I know one thing we are going to talk about. Just uh, we need to because I don't think we mentioned. Did we mention the other video series yet? Oh no. Yeah, we started a new a new series or new. You know, we're just going to do a new podcast video type thing. Uh, not on the radio so much, but we're just. Uh, so if you if you want to take a look at it, you'll have to go to. Facebook or YouTube or find us on your broadcast uh, podcast type mm-hmm. of uh, thing, but it's uh, me and Dinah in my kitchen, and we I get these I get I I order these meals. It's called Every Meal, and mm-hmm. if and I'll post post the website out there if you guys want to get some information about it. But they send me a box mm-hmm. with four different meals mm-hmm. already in the box like mm-hmm. all the ingredients and everything are already in the box yeah so i don't have to go grocery shopping which is fantastic 
because I hate shopping. But um, so I get four meals every week delivered to my house, and all yeah. I need to do is cook it. Okay. So I decided, you know what? Let's just, you know, for funsies, let's cook this. <laughs> let's cook some of the. And there, there's four different meals every single week. So you know, I got to pick. Did you just say funsies? Yes, I said funsies. <laughs> Just for funsies. Okay. Uh, I'm going to cook a meal, and then Dinah's going to join me, and she's doing some research on a specific state. So every week we're going to talk – we're going to go across America, and we're going to talk about what it takes to get become a real estate agent in that state, and we're going to uh, locate some sort of real estate-related crime in that state. So we already had a couple of episodes. We're still testing it out, so just bear with us. Okay. I'm recording in my kitchen, so it's 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 going to take a little while, a while for us to get it, you know, just right. So at any point, do you sing? Someone's in the kitchen with Dinah. No. No. Maybe you should. No. I'll, you ta- I'll tell Dinah about that. But every once in a while, my grandbaby will pop up in the video. So. It, so, you, explain to us who Dinah is. Dinah is our office assistant. All right. Because uh, the audience doesn't know that. They don't, oh, know, who okay. they don't know who Dinah is. I know who Dinah, Dinah is. Oh, okay. You know who They don't yeah, know who Dinah is. Dinah is, is my assistant. So <laughs> she's going to come over to the house, and we're going to cook a meal. Uh, well, I'm going to be cooking, and she's going to be doing research and talking about uh, the different okay. cases. And gotcha. that's how we kind of worked it out so that we can do both at the same time. So it's cooking. Cooking, real estate, and crime. And real estate and crime. Okay, and how and, and somehow the two all are married into one another in some eh, way. Well, it's it's a conversation, and I don't know if it's so much married to each other, but it's a conversation. Uh, that well, you we, might come across a uh, it might come across a crime where a guy bought a house and cooked the victim or something. I don't know. Ooh, that's kind of gross, but Yuck. I mean, it's it. <laughs> you never know. I mean, we've come across a couple of really cool, not cool, yeah. but really interesting <laughs> cases that. I had oh, one I, of them I had heard about, but yeah. one of them, a couple of them I hadn't. Yeah. So uh, you heard about that guy that the old, the eighty-year-old man that bought a house sight unseen, mm-hmm. and then uh, wanted to give it back, wanted a refund. Wanted when he a got refund. Got to the house, yeah. When he finally got to the house, he uh-huh. wanted a refund, so he called up his real estate agent to come uh-huh. give him a refund. Well, the real estate agent goes to his house and winds up getting murdered by the eighty-year-old guy. By the eighty-year-old man. Wow. Because he wouldn't give him his refund. Uh, that's not how this works, folks. <laughs> and that's what I would have told him over the phone. Yeah. That's not how this works, man. Mm-hmm. I, but he bought, that, bought the house side and scene. So it's a, it's a buyer's beware, you know, and a real estate be, beware. You know, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a cautionary tale for both both parties. Which, which brings the reason every single person that I talk to about a house, I tell them, Get the house, get a home inspection done. Right, that's every what I single. Like, I don't. Why did he not get an? Did he not get? I don't know if I didn't really call the real estate company where this happened and get more details, which I should have done. Yeah. Um, but I, <laughs> you would think that I mean he was eighty four years old, so I understand, and he was coming from Alabama. Yeah. So there's already, and he's moving to Virginia of all places. I mean that's no. the whitest town ever. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, going from Alabama to Virginia, relocating, and he buys this house sight unseen, one hundred twenty, one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. How much can you expect for one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars? Well, Virginia? in this day and age, not not much. But here's and this the was like three months ago. I don't care. And, and as real estate agents, we can't make you pay to have the home inspected. We can't force you to do it. 
but we but we strongly, we strongly recommend it. it. Stomp, stomp. Yeah, and I don't that. care if it's a hundred thousand dollar house or a million dollar house. I'd in fact I think the more you pay for it, the more critical it is to right. get you the inspection to do your due done. Diligence. You have to do it. If not, then it just creates all kinds of uh, oh my risk. gosh. But I, yeah, apparently ugh. he wanted his money back. He wanted his, he wanted to give the house back to the real estate mm. company, and he, the gentleman that sold him the house went over to the house uh, and uh, wound up getting shot by the homeowner. Yeah. And then sad. the homeowner shot himself after the police got there. But wow. Still, yeah. So that that's what I'm saying is that you it with a little bit of research we're finding some really interesting cases in other states. We'll see how it works. I'll put I'll put on my Second Amendment constitutional guy hat here for a minute. <laughs> Learn how to shoot, get trained and carry and do it legally. As a real estate agent? Yes. Oh my gosh. I <laughs> I hear that all the time, and I and I as a, as I a citizen, as, I as, fully support you as anybody, me, as anybody. Yeah, me personally, I cannot, I don't deal with guns very well. Yeah, I, I just, just I, I find that they're way too, to me, I just find that they're way too easy to kill somebody with, and uh, I just I have no, I have no desire to be anywhere around. It's them. it's the it's the reason why I I tell people you get trained, you get training. If you're going to carry a firearm, get trained. I, I grew up around it. I've been I around my whole See, life. I did it. So I mean, I you know we were we were taught from you know the time we were you know a foot tall. Mm-hmm. It's not a toy. It's a it's a weapon. It's a firearm. It's dangerous. It will kill somebody. Mm-hmm. It's not something to play with. My son, period. on the other hand, I mean, he's got his 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 uh, his carry license. So yeah. I mean, he carries around a, See, a pistol too. on his so. on his hip all the time. Yeah, and he's got guns and stuff in so his I'm, house all the time. See, I'm it not terrifies the shit out of me because I'm, he's got my grandbaby at the house. But you know, I, I learned to kind of like Hoosa. I'm not Sorry. a big. I didn't mean to, I'm I not a big fan of. My mouth is coming out today. I don't know what the heck. I'm not a big fan personally of open carry. And I'll, and I'll, and I know that uh, this is totally off either. the real estate topic, I'm, I know, yeah. but but I'll just tell you, well, because I think I feel like um, the element of surprise is on your side mm. if you don't do that. So I'm, I'm not I'm not a big fan of I, I don't oppose it I'm not opposed to it but I'm just not a big fan of it I personally well, he's got one of those guns that he keeps on his hip but it's yeah. locked to the point where nobody can even take it off of his hip. Yeah, it, yeah, they're, they're, like they make it, holsters that will lock the pistol in place. Yeah, so someone can't just walk up and, and, and grab, grab it. Yeah, no, it, nobody can pull it out of the yeah, holster. There's like multiple things that have to happen, and I yes, think that yes. um, is one of the reasons why he he, he carries. Yeah, because they're, they're, des- there they're designed the no risk of somebody of just taking. And even if they were to take it out of his pocket or off of his belt buckle, or yeah, like that, yeah, m- they still can't get it off the case because yeah. <laughs> I think it's. Like finger, like I think that he's got one that's fingerprint activated. So uh, yeah, they. It he's the only one that can take that gun out yeah. of that case. Yeah, there's some. Uh, they they make gun cases that are like that that you, it actually reads all four of your fingers, mm-hmm. and it has to in order to unlock the case to get to the gun. So I feel a little bit yeah. safer about that, but I just don't <laughs> like. Gun, I don't know. I I. It's uh, it's unrational, and I don't. I mean, it's kind of like my yeah. fear of crickets. It's not really, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Well, you got to fear. Okay, so how? Oh my all right. Well, let me. So let me ask you: How many? T- how many times have you gone into a house? Have you? Wa- how many times have you walked into a house that was infested? Oh, with several times, and I just walk right back out. I know. I sh- I showed one here locally several months ago that 
another agent's another agent's listing, but someone called me and I and I showed them the property. And we we walked in, you know, you drive up to the house and it doesn't look that bad. And then we walk in and whoever lived here before literally just got up and walked away. Yeah. They just got up and walked away. It happens. And but the place has been it had been obviously broken into, it had been vandalized, it had been trashed. And there were things crawling literally everywhere. Mm. I, I mean, you leave my you leave rational, a place like that feeling like you need a bath, you know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah. My rational feel, fear comes from uh, Second Monday. Have you ever gone to Second Monday? Oh yeah, over in Bowie. Yes. Um, there was it, I can't remember what year it was, but it was like in 2011, 2012, uh, or something when we had that infestation of crickets oh, and grasshoppers. Yes. And so my sister in law, she was she's a crafty <laughs> she's a crafty individual, and Natalie Allen. If you look her up on Facebook, she's got all kinds of crafty stuff that now that's like famous. But um, we she used to come down from from Oklahoma City and stay with me for the for the weekend uh-huh. on se- the weekend be- or the day before. Or uh, second Monday mm-hmm. and we would go to second Monday and put up our little tent mm-hmm. on Friday and then come back on Saturday mm-hmm. and do our you know stay there for two days or whatever and do our sell her sell her her crafty stuff well that year that we did it um when we got there we set it all up and it was like one of those actual tent tents that has walls and stuff like that so mm-hmm. you close it all up mm-hmm. and then we got back on Saturday and opened it all up well, we opened up the zipper, and then we started moving things around, and I picked up a lid, and underneath the lid was like a thousand black, nasty, cockroach-looking crickets. And they just <laughs> went all over the place. And two women in this little tiny tent, and we're screaming bloody murder because these crickets are jumping all over us. And, I mean, we were like a couple of little Barbie dolls or something <laughs> screaming in. I mean, it was hilarious if, because we're not we're not girly at all. Me and Natalie are not girly for the most part at all. And you know, so for us to be girly, wow. it takes a lot. And that that's what it took. Wow. Uh, so we wind up like jumping out of the tent and like and you just know, not <laughs> practically like taking all of our clothes off because they're all over us. And, I mean, it took us a while to clean out all the crickets out of that tent. Now, Lou, this is a family show. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. We didn't get, like, <laughs> naked or anything at Second Monday because that would have been news, I promise you. Uh, no, but, It would have been news already. Yeah, it would have been news. But we wound oh, up. Oh, boy. I mean, and that whole day, those two whole days, I was terrified because every time you walked out mm-hmm. into the grass, it was just, like, crickets. And grasshoppers. And grasshoppers. It was like parting the Red Sea of nasty. (laughs) It was just horrible. It was horrible. And then I had to go to the bathroom because, you know, I mean, you're at second Monday in the middle of summer and it's hot and you're drinking water. And I had to go to the bathroom. And that bathroom over there was just those that concrete room or whatever. And I walked in there and there was crickets (laughs) on every single freaking surface. They were, they were all over the place. There was dead ones. There was live ones. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I got to go to the bathroom. So I wound up sitting there going, don't splash, don't splash, don't splash. <laughs> I don't even know how we got here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I, I mean, literally in my head, I'm like going, if I if anything hits me, I'm going to mm. be running out of this bathroom yeah. and with my, you know, yeah. with my panties down by my ankles and I don't That's, care. Well, there's a, okay. Yeah. Uh, it was it was horrible. So ever uh-huh. since then, my blood pressure just cannot handle crickets. I just can't handle. I see them at all. Push I you think out of the way to get away from a cricket. I see crickets and grasshoppers and all. I think is ooh catfish bait. 
So anyway, well, we're going to wrap it up. We're out of time now. That's why why I have an irrational feel of crickets. So I'll go to, I've gone to houses before where I had to go and do an inspection or something. And I walk outside and all of a sudden all the crickets go everywhere. And I'm like, nope. I get back in my car and I'm like, nope. I'm done. Yeah. Mandy, my my other assistant that does a lot of the, the REOs with me, I just call her up and be like, nope, Mandy, it's all you, not me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. She didn't need the commission that bad anyway. No. Anyway, all right, we're out of time. So we'll be back with another episode of um, Strategic Moves with Lou. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> uh, if, if we, if Unless we, don't, we get kicked off the radio. If we get canceled, you know. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks for being with us. Again, the, uh, the and office. Next week, next week, we'll talk about what we didn't talk about this week. Yes, we will. Uh, whatever that was. Title fraud. Title fraud. Yeah. Well, well. Because we were that. supposed to talk about that, but we didn't. What she said. So we'll get into that. So anyway, uh, the phone number to the office is 940-689-7900. Uh, the, the website is strategicrealty.net. So if you're looking to buy, sell, we want to be your agent. One mm-hmm. of us. I mean, there's several. No, no, no. Ones. You can be the agent. Right. Me? I'm the broker. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she's the broker. You, there's several of us agents, though. Oh, oh, yes. That's what yes. I mean. We've got, we've got an office full I that said can that help wrong. you. So yes. if Mike is not available, then we can we can definitely assist you. Actually, better yet, just call me and don't call anybody else. Just come straight to me. <laughs> just come straight to me. 940-232-3876 is my direct line. There you go. That's how you get a hold of me. There you go. There you go. Until next time, take care. We'll see you down the road. Subscribe, like, and share. Uh-huh.